cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And we've got a special guest this week. Hello, yeah. Madison. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you guys might have noticed, obviously, that Marie is not here this week. Uh, she had a family emergency, and uh, so she's going to be okay. She'll be back. We just wanted to make sure that you guys had episodes to listen to, but that also Marie could spend some time with her family. So we've yeah. got some guests coming in. It'll be fun. A very heartfelt dicks out for Marie's family. Dicks out for Marie's family. So Madison, uh, why don't you tell us why you are qualified to be here? I'm a criminal justice major, so it's lit. There it's you go. Lit. It's it lit. It is lit. What's your plan after you graduate? To become a prison counselor. There we go. Right on. Right on. Is she hard as fuck, bro? Hard. Chill. I have a friend who uh, teaches high school in prison and posts all of the things her students say to her like, hey, yo, miss, what'd you get your cat for Valentine's Day? I don't have cats. No, you for sure have cats. It's pretty <laughs> great. They're all pretty much like that. Uh, her students love her a lot, which is kind of awesome. It's wonderful to hear her stories we should have her on at one point oh yeah definitely we'll just have to give her a fake name probably so are you guys ready to hear about our cult for today i am so ready super ready i'm hella ready hella ready <laughs> chill chill all right so today we are talking about the summer's isle cults anyone familiar no i'm not not familiar no 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 okay so this is kind of a little bit different from a lot of the cults that we cover it's um kind of an older cult that survived in a weird way hmm. yeah so this is a cult from the hebrides hebrides looked at a million pronunciation guides not solid on it uh it's a series of islands and archipelago off the coast of mainland scotland oh scenic scenic very scenic um no one a hundred percent knows when the cult began um it had been in place for a number of decades possibly centuries no one really knows before its discovery in 1973. Okay. So, fairly recent discovery, but it's been around. Yeah. Uh, the other interesting thing about this cult is it's kind of an ancient cult, but it lives within a modern-ish society. Okay. Which is a little unusual to begin with. Uh, 
the Summer's Isle cult actually draws its origins from Anglo-Saxon paganism. Mm-hmm. And so my understanding is uh, Anglo-Saxon translates to white. So we just mean white boy paganism. I mean, a lot of paganism is white. Okay. <laughs> like right. it's it's I mean, not all, but many forms are, are white people shit. OK. That's true. Yeah. Anglo-Saxon paganism refers to the religions of the indigenous people of the British Isles from between the 5th to the 8th century. Okay. So, wicked old. Um, This is kind of early medieval England. It's the period of time between um, the Romans leaving the British Isles Mm -hmm. and then the kind of collaboration and subsequent Christianization of the British culture. So what you're saying is this this is that old England. Old, old England. Well, this actually, ain't this New England. This ain't your. Here's your fucking chowder. <laughs> ah, Patriots. Ah. Literally the other side of the ocean. From okay. That. All right. Um, and we'll get to. Um, and this some... isn't old English like the drink. No. Like no, the alcoholic it's, no, it's not. I'm just making sure I know which English we're talking. I'm gonna say that it's classier than old English. Ooh. The drink. Um, like Mickey's. Sure. Like King Cobra. Like King Cobra. <laughs> um no this is actually it's kind of an interesting time um we'll also hear as part of this episode a little bit of middle english which is the type of english spoken during this time period so it's the english we get before we get to shakespearean english if that makes sense it's right between old english and new england no okay well i tried (laughs) that's just basic ass american what you get there (laughs) sure Sure. Uh, no, this is the period between. So, the Anglo-Saxon um, language is a mix of kind of like a, almost like a Viking German with pieces of French, a lot of mixtures in it. Middle English uh, sounds closer to what we would recognize as English, but not quite. Um, it's just a hair off from what we would recognize as Shakespearean English. Okay. Um, and then Shakespearean English would be what this kind of eventually becomes almost 400 years later, though. Okay. So, yeah. More than 400 years later. Wow. Yeah. Because Shakespeare's 1600. So 800 years later. <laughs> literally double. And then how far away is that from your dad? So my dad was born <laughs> in like 1961. Uh, so it's about, we're talking roughly... 1100 years before my father was born wow possibly longer wow yeah if you want to update the spreadsheet go ahead wow wow (laughs) great wow so um it is a variant of germanic paganism which is like viking paganism like cool ass norse ass paganism yeah 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 um, it's derived from Iron Age religions uh, following the departure of the Roman Empire from the British Isles. So the Roman Empire, by the time it left the British Isles, mm-hmm. was actually largely Christian under Constantine. Mm-hmm. But they had had a hell of a time trying to essentially convert the British Isles. Um, the people there held pretty fast to the religions that they already had. Um, and they weren't easy converts. The Roman kind of foyer... Foyer? I think that might be the right word, but I'm not going to use it. Uh, the, the Roman army's attempts to tackle the British Isles are largely what ended up bankrupting them at certain points. Yeah, It's part of what brought them down. Well, they, I, I know that they're pretty steadfast on holding their religion because the old phrase is uh, Rome wasn't converted in a day. <laughs> That's not it. 
it's not sure? in it at all. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I mean, think about again. this also. <laughs> Ikea furniture isn't even converted in a day. That's fine. That's fair. Yeah. She said in a room full of Ikea furniture. I did. There's no way these chairs are Ikea. They are rickety, more rickety than Ikea furniture, <laughs> which is tough because Ikea furniture is always missing at least one screw. Oh, yeah. And it's mainly just Lego and foam. Right. So... Uh, some aspects of the pagan folklore of this period uh, stayed in British culture. We actually see sections of it in Shakespeare. So 800 years later, some of these pagan folkloric elements stayed. Um, in addition to older gods that they had their own kind of lexicon and pantheon of gods, they mm-hmm. also believed in things like elves, water sprites, fairies, and dragons so this is also where you get a lot of arthurian legend is right after this period if you're a huge history nerd that's kind of where this falls and remind me a water sprite that's just a lacroix right (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll allow it i'll allow it um so for an example from shakespeare in english Um, If you're familiar with Romeo and Juliet, there's a section called the Queen Mab speech. This refers to one of these fairy deities, if you will. Um, I just pulled five lines. So she is the fairy's midwife and she comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone on the forefinger of an alderman drawn with a team of little atomy over men's noses as they lie asleep. She brings dreams. Anyway, she sounds hot. Possibly. Yeah. It's hot as hell in this room. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'll live. It'll be fine. Um, so, <laughs> not, <down>. not helping. <laughs> um, so the terms paganism and heathenism are originally applied as pejoratives. That's essentially what the Christians called them. Uh, their religion had no name. They didn't have a name for it. Okay. So this is all we have are basically what other people have called them. It's not necessarily proper if uh-huh. you want, but. It's the closest thing we have for an identifying name for what this is. Okay. So, it is a polytheistic belief system uh, centered around deities, as we've covered. Uh, the most prominent of these deities is Woden. So, it's kind of a mm. variation of Odin. Oh, a real original, guys. It, that's a real, I mean, it's more just a language difference. It, it would have been probably the same god. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um. Also, Thunor and Tiu. Mm, real close to Thor and Tio, my uncle. <laughs> real original, guys. Maybe you're not Mexican after all. Maybe you're, <laughs> ju- you're just like OG British. They're on to us. <laughs> uh, their practices revolve around demonstrations of devotion, uh, largely sacrifice-based. Um, so typically, these sacrifices are inanimate objects of animals. Okay. Similar to other old world religions, Judaism did that as well. Like effigies, um, potentially effigies. Okay, they do, um, a lot of blood sacrificing as well. Ooh. Although, because outside forces saw that as kind of savage, mm-hmm. the longer we go and closer we go to medieval, the less we see of that. Okay. So there's some evidence for timber and wood temple structures, um, but largely these worship activities were conducted in open air as kind of like open air celebrations, usually in clearings encircled by trees Mm -hmm. um, or involving megaliths like henges. So Stonehenge would be 
from a similar type of religion okay. as this. Yeah. Large sculptures were very common, not always of stone, sometimes of wood. They would build either large, like, sometimes large, almost doorways is what we see with, like, hinges, but also things like large people, sometimes laid out over large squares of land, sometimes standing upright. It's a lot of different shit. Okay. So the one thing that they do have in common, specifically with their Western European brethren, funerary practices. So they often burned their dead. In fact, almost always. Oh. Typically, they're cremated with a selection of grave goods, things that they had in their life, basically as sending a message to the other side. Uh Um, The Vikings often did this in boats, where they would set you in a boat and then light the boat on fire. Yeah. Um, Depending on how close Neo, these, well, I don't want to say Neo-Pagan, because this would have been Pagan. Um, Western European pagans, depending on how close they were to water, sometimes you couldn't do a boat. Sometimes you'd have to build something and then burn people in it. Yeah, and so, the difference between them and like neo pagans is pagans are these th- like these practices, and the neo pagans are the chosen ones to fight the robots that have <laughs> enslaved us. The, the ones in the internet that yeah. can dodge bullets. No, <laughs> they all know kung fu. It's great. It's just that my gun is running on dial-up. He wasn't actually that great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they incorporate elements of magic, witchcraft, and most importantly, elementalism, which is what we would look at as like modern-day Wicca. Um, so mostly things like they celebrate the solstice, they celebrate Beltane, they celebrate the harvest is a huge one for them. So they kind of go with the seasons. They kind of live in a more tied-to-the-earth kind of way. Okay. Um, they also have some stuff that can be kind of classified as shamanism, kind of witch doctory, but largely they are elementals, Okay, that makes sense. So the, fir- <laughs> the group first came to public attention after being mentioned in the 1967 novel Ritual. So it's actually a fictional book, but it draws from some things that visitors to their island had noticed. It is interesting to mention their island modernized like the rest of the world. They had inns, they had bars, they had docks, boats, town halls, mansions, all of it. But their religion had stayed in the old world. Did they have the Matrix? No. Oh, so this is this is before the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah. Way before the Matrix. Okay, that's fair. This is before the internet. Al Gore hadn't even invented the internet. <laughs> this, is, this is 1973. This is... Okay, so 1967 is like six years after my dad was born. Oh, my 73 gosh. is like 12. Um, so um, the world heard about them on a large scale for the first time in 1973 as part of the missing persons investigation of Police Sergeant Neil Howey. Boom, Oh yeah, that is that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you did that, I but was okay. Doing that is like a like a oh man, shit just oh, got real. Shit just get, you got to do the like don't don't the like Law and Order. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dun 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 dun. Boom boom. Dun 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 dun. I watch so much Law and Order, <laughs> it's a problem. <clears throat> so. Uh, Sergeant Neil Howey first traveled to the island of Summers Isle as part of a missing persons investigation for Rowan Morrison, who is a local young girl. He had received an anonymous tip letter, including a small photograph 
of Rowan saying that she'd been missing. No one could find her and that it was going on a couple weeks that she'd been gone. Upon arriving at the island, uh, Sergeant Howie actually reported back to the mainland that he'd found the inhabitants of the island worshipping Celtic and pagan gods. So uh, he referenced that the group was openly sexual. They would willingly perform sex acts in open fields and occasionally dance naked as part of their rituals. I mean, I'm fucking in this field over here. You want to join? No, I got allergies. All right. The grass makes my eyes itch. It makes everything itch. Arnold, stop being such a bitch. (laughs) Um, They brought children up in these beliefs, which was Sergeant Howie's biggest concern. Uh, They were engaging in the celebration of the Maypole, which is a very, very traditional way of saying dick. Yeah, exactly. Is it really? It really is. That's oh, God. They, and they were stressing the phallic nature of the maypole because it's the start of spring and the harvest. And so it's fertility. And yes, it is phallic. So they sure. worship dick. In a way, yeah. Cool. I mean, realistically, <laughs> they worship the harvest, which is se- sexy. Dick. Yeah. Plants is sexy. Well, so you're saying that they celebrate when the harvest comes. They celebrate when the harvest comes. They do. Or when it should come, which is what we'll find out. Yeah, here. but we find out sometimes harvests don't come, and there's nothing wrong with the harvest. It's just sometimes <laughs> the harvest is sometimes a long day. the har- it would be nice if the harvest said something nice once in a while. <laughs> Maybe if the harvest drank less, <laughs> this wouldn't be as don't much. Don't put this all on the harvest. <laughs> okay, the harvest works two jobs. <laughs> Put food on, on the table. table for all of you. Literally, because it's the <laughs> harvest. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Sergeant Howie thought it was a little strange that they were bringing children up in this environment uh, with so much sex and adherence to old rituals that did, in the past, have a tendency to turn occasionally deadly and bloody, mm. but with sacrifices and all. Uh, yeah, he, unlike normal religions like Christianity. Oh, Christianity was gotten. bloody as hell yeah. in the old days. We killed a hell of a lot of people for useless artifacts. <laughs> We're like, we yeah, belong in a museum. <laughs> I know, I've seen Indiana Jones. <laughs> exactly. Hey, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Uh, Sergeant Howie eventually questioned Rowan's mother, uh, but she denied that the girl had ever existed, let alone was alive and missing. Huh. So she basically acted like she had no daughter, had never had a daughter. Whoever had written the like letter was a lie. It was complete bullshit. See, as a as a young Hispanic male, I can relate to that. You know, <laughs> you're like, oh, it ain't mine. Pretending you have no child, Murray, it ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So his first actual break in the case came that night, that first night on the island, where he actually stayed in a local inn called the Green Man Inn. Um, he noticed a series of photographs celebrating the annual harvest on the island, but one was missing. They all featured a young girl as, quote unquote, the May Queen as part of the harvest celebration um, with a bountiful harvest. But this year's photograph was missing. Mm. And it was late enough in the year that the Maypole celebration was coming up. There should be a photo. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be there? So uh, the landlord for the inn told him that the picture was broken and that it was being repaired. (laughs) What? Yeah. He actually questioned the owner of the inn. He's like, hey, I see these pictures. 
where's the one for this year? Because there was like a little place where it should have been. And he was like, oh, oh, it's broken. We're taking care of it. Don't worry about it. You know how sometimes you just have a picture and it breaks? <laughs> it breaks. It falls off the wall. You gotta put, a, you gotta fix the picture. So. I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sergeant Howie questions everyone in town. Eventually he does get a couple of leads. He's able to find Rowan's burial plot. Oh. Yeah. So he's starting to wonder if maybe the letter he got referenced someone who had died a long time ago. There's no indication of when Rowan died. Yeah. So he goes to the highest ranking member of local government on the island, who is Lord Summers Isle. Remember, this is Britain. We still have lords, ladies. Which is the way it should be. Absolutely not. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that I feel like we should have one strong person in charge of everyone. That Oh, that sounds horrible. Nope, just one. And I've, then let their family take over for them afterwards. Bad plans. I mean, essentially, you're... you're well, maybe... Okay, now that I'm thinking about this, because you're essentially advocating for, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family to rule. But, like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. No. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, The Rock should be our king. Yeah, you're right. Democracy has never led to a family of politicians leading the country <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> talking about we definitely didn't start two wars for that shit <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about all i'm saying is that as far as successful governments go hey mission accomplished <laughs> so um <laughs> sergeant howie goes to lord summer's isle and asks if he can exhume rowan's body to prove that she's there yeah, and to yeah, see yeah. if she matches the photo he has what proof did he have that this was her burial plot? It actually was labeled. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it is hers, allegedly. Right. So, um, Lord Summer's Isle uh, explains kind of a little bit about the island. Also, doesn't really grant that exhumation order. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm sure it was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Rowan's a pretty common name, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he also explains that his grandfather had developed most of the strains of the plants that now grow on the island. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. My, my grandpappy made all these strains, bro. Uh, mostly strains of fruit trees that they had designed to prosper on the island. I don't know if you know. Scotland, not always habitable. Hab- habitable? Hab- Hospitable to plants. Hospitable to plants. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. I feel like really you would just focus on growing plants that are comfortable fucking in. <laughs> You'd think so, but there was a lot of grass. Okay. Like you could find pictures and there's just like fuck tons of grass. Yeah. Um, he also encouraged the belief that the old gods of the land would use the new strains to bring prosperity to the island. So it kind of reinforced the maintaining of the old religions. Yeah. So even at a time when they had started to die out, they kind of caught a second wind. So not content with Lord Summer's Isle's explanation of what was happening, um, Sergeant Howie actually does start doing some digging and kind of talks with some of the townspeople that had been a little more free with their comments. Uh-huh. He does investigate Rowan's grave again. So in his digging, he did some literal digging. He did a little bit of literal digging. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in his search, he does find the missing harvest photograph. Oh. The one that was supposedly broken. Yeah. Uh, and it shows Rowan, just like the photograph he has, standing amidst 
a pile of empty boxes as opposed to a full harvest. Hmm. So apparently the harvest should maybe get out and exercise more and maybe that would help. Don't you put this on the harvest. Maybe we could light some candles for the harvest or just, I don't know. Look, maybe. Do you want to watch a video of just like a cucumber and a pumpkin going at it? I don't know what you want, Harvest. Maybe the Harvest is into other Harvests. <laughs> I've been lying to myself for so long. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, he starts to research into these older pagan religions and realizes that sacrifice is a clear component of them and sergeant howie begins to believe that they're going to sacrifice rowan at the next harvest if they haven't already so he steals uh the costume that his innkeeper was going to the landlord with the broken painting yeah steals the costume that he was going to wear to the May Day parade um, which was in the style of one of the old kind of fairy not deities but like members of the pantheon it was Punch the Fool <laughs> yeah so kind of like a jestery character so he steals this costume to infiltrate the parade um, and he follows the parade all the way into what seems like it would be the point for the sacrifice for Rowan mm-hmm. he reveals himself cuts her free and runs away with her through a cave out the other side of the cave where all of the townspeople are waiting. Oh, no. And Rowan willingly goes back to them. No. Because it turned out they had no intention to sacrifice Rowan. They were going to sacrifice the sergeant all along. Chaka chaka. Bow, bow, bow. So uh, Lord Summers Isle tells him that Rowan was never the intended sacrifice, but in fact, Sergeant Howie is because uh, he fits their God's requirements, which was he came of his own free will. He came there to investigate because okay. he chose okay. to. Um, he came with the power of the king. He has the law because he's a policeman okay, okay, from okay. England, which is a monarchy. Yeah. And he's a virgin. He was strictly Catholic. So they kind of took a chance on that one. Mm. But for argument's sake. And. Hey, you want to join in on this bush fucking? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's. Or no, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a actually. I'm, I'm saving myself for the harvest. <laughs> <laughs> the harvest is interesting. <laughs> um, but also he's a fool. Not only for following, falling for their plot, but he's also dressed as a fool. Ah. Because that's the costume he stole. Wow. Now, specifically, one could argue that they probably left that costume a yeah. little unattended. Who knows? It actually turns out they left it there several days. It's <laughs> just like open with yeah. like all these clues next to it. Should we just put it in his closet? Should we just put it on him while he's asleep? <laughs> um, so at this point, the villagers tie Sergeant Howie up and place him inside a giant wood effigy. Mm-hmm. And they burn him alive. Oh, no. Yeah. And they do it while singing an old Middle English folk song. I have a version of it for you here. Oh, my God. Thank you. 
So inside the giant effigy, uh, it's said that Sergeant Howie tried to recite Psalm 23 until he eventually died first of smoke inhalation, but then burned alive. Some say he actually died of being a big old virgin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the harvest was willing, but (laughs) maybe. Yeah, it was. Um, and eventually the effigy collapses and he was burned alive. Oh God. So here's the craziest part of this entire cult. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not real. This was all the plot of the movie, the wicker man, <laughs> April fool. <laughs> you done got, got son. Got, got it. Did. We brought in a fucking, uh, criminology major for this shit. <laughs> Uh, to talk about I did actual research on Anglo-Saxon paganism <laughs> for a fake episode That's- I hope all of you appreciate it um, we just thought it'd be fun to do something a little bit different for April Fools so yeah. April Fools hope you guys are having a good one um, you know doing some of the classic pranks putting a balloon on the back of a tire um, assassinating a government leader you know classic <laughs> uh- Please don't suggest that. This is recorded forever. <laughs> okay, like we can, all right, fine. You know, I'll play it at your trial. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to defend. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't don't put this on Madison's shoulders. Yeah. There you go. Why am I responsible for you all of a sudden? <laughs> anyway, we thought it'd be fun. Um, we hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday weekend, regardless of which holiday you're celebrating. There's multiple this weekend. Yeah. So. Happy holidays and April Fools from Cult Podcast. And don't drink the Kool Aid or melted peeps because you'll burn your mouth that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>